In Jewish tradition, there are over 600 Jewish laws. And in our text this morning, a Jewish legal scholar challenges Jesus by asking him, what is the greatest of them all? Let's listen as Judy reads the scripture. Your scripture is, is from Mark 12, 29 through 31. And Jesus answered, the first is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. God. Pray with me, will you please? Dear God, may some word that I say today be heard as your word, because we've come to hear your word, that we might carry the faith into a waiting world, in your name and for your sake. Amen. One of my favorite writers, John Shea, tells the story of a man on an ox, a monk rides an ox into a town, and he comes to a group of people, and the people ask him, what are you looking for, monk? He said, I'm looking for an ox. And they all laugh. He continues down the road. He rides his ox to a second group of people, and they ask him, what are you looking for, monk? He said, I'm looking for an ox. And they all laugh again. And he continues down the road. He rides his ox to a third group of people. And they ask him, Monk, what are you looking for? And he says, I'm looking for an ox. And again, they laugh hysterically. And finally, one gentleman says, this is ridiculous, you know. You are a man riding an ox, looking for an ox. What's wrong with you? The monk said, so it is with you looking for God. Shea says, there's no such thing as a search for God. For there is nothing in which God cannot be found. You would not be searching for God if God had not already found you. God is not just one more thing, but that which sustains all things. We believe that 
as Christians completely. This fall, we're talking about connecting people to people and people to God through an invitational front porch faith that's inviting, that's hospitable, that's neutral ground. It's a a third place other than your home and your work. A place that feels like home. A place that's right comfy. And yet there's accountability that goes along with it because it's a place where you can find people on a regular basis. There are regulars. Lots and lots of regulars. Because it's a place where we want to be. If that's not us here at Clarkston, I just then don't know what church is. Because I believe that feeling, that environment exists here better than I've ever seen it. It's a gift. This is our sanctuary. This is our go-to place. And I believe that being together on a regular basis allows us to experience God together in this place. So that we can more fully experience God wherever we are in the world. The question I offer you this morning is, how well do you recognize God in other places? You know you're looking for God here. How well do you recognize God in other places? It's a question for all of us. We need this place in our lives where we can come and feel at home with ourselves, with others, and with God. That's a sacred place. This is that place for us where we can let go of the barriers that are around us and the burdens that are on our shoulders. This is a place, this is a time of rest, a time of peace, a place that we can invite others to experience the same on a regular basis as a regular. The word sanctuary actually comes from the root word sanctus, which literally means holy. It means a place set aside for religious purposes and consecrated to worship. Holy comes from the Hebrew word Gadesh, which suggests a strange, mysterious force that abides within us. And so holy persons are those who have dedicated their lives to serve God. And worshipers often speak of what is happening to them in worship as the church service. It's always a loose term for me. The church service. Because it is what God is doing, not necessarily what we are doing. What's important is what we choose to do in light of our worship. Kathleen Norris says that worship requires people 
to have open ears and open hearts. She says, that's a great start. And at its root, the word liturgy simply means the work of the people. The parts of worship that we identify as our mission, as our purpose, as followers of Christ. What we do for God in light of our worship. You see, worship isn't what we say we do here on Sunday morning. It's not something that ends. It's how we continue our worship in our daily lives. And it's how we discern to live in God's presence through our experience of worship wherever we are. Our text this morning has Jesus telling those gathered around him, Listen, listen, hear, O Israel. Those words are the Jewish call to worship, the Shema. Hear, O Israel, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And love your neighbor the same. Do it with all you've got, is what he's saying, or I don't get that text at all. Do it with all the gifts that God has given you. So I believe worship requires two things. A desire to hear God's call through listening, and a willingness to follow God's leading through action. Worship is about two spiritual movements that have been with us since the beginning of Methodism. The inward spiritual that Wesley talked about, his heart was strangely warm. And the outward, the service to the world. As Wesley would say, the world is my parish. Go where God calls you. Go where God calls you. And so Methodism is a movement of the heart. It's a movement of the spirit that gives our lives a sense of connectedness with God and with others. And as a church, we believe that we do not minister alone We do ministry together. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered, there I am also. And so we practice our worship on Sunday mornings and in other settings of not just worship here in this sanctuary, but in study groups and fellowship groups. We do it through silence. We do it through prayers. We do it through singing through listening to the word, reflecting on the word, mentoring one another, and serving others in the world. Everything we do as worship helps us to practice our faith together as teachers and as learners, and we are both. We all need mentors, and we all need to be mentors. And the more we practice the better we can serve others in need and the more we can be served by others 
whether we think we need it or not. Because it helps us to experience God's presence in our lives. Henry Nouwen, the great Catholic theologian, reminds us that in everything, keep trusting that God is with you. That God has given you companions on the journey. That's how I like to think of us as a church here at Clarkston. Companions. Companions on the journey of faith. So we gather in this sacred place together to place ourselves before God who sustains all things and who provides all things, gives us our daily bread through community. This is our home away from home. This is the place that makes our lives special wherever we are because it is our holy place. That place of renewal, that place of receiving, that place of refreshing our spirit that weaves our lives together through faith. It is a mystery how God cares for us if we will but allow it. The church is the place where we share each other's joys and burdens, where we come for spiritual encouragement and enrichment, where we are here for each other, where we work side by side to help others in the community beyond these four cozy walls. And as a church, our first mission is to provide a safe place to worship, a sanctuary, a place that John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, would call us to do no harm, do all the good we can, stay in love with God. I love that. Stay in love with God. How can you miss? And he called these the general rules of the church. And because of his vision, back in the 18th century, we as a church have led the way for educating people through faith and through action for all these years. In fact, as an entire church, we promise every time we baptize to care for each other because it is God's will for our lives. We are asked, as a matter of will, will you commit yourself to support and nurture this person by teaching an example within the community of faith? Will you resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Will you treat others as children of God? Children of all ages are sacred because we all belong to God. We all believe in God, which makes us saints simply by believing. And those who are holy, followers, followers of Christ. Search Institute has offered 40 developmental assets that we all need to be whole and well persons. And safety is at the heart of it all in terms of external assets. We need support. We need empowerment. We need boundaries. And because of it, organizations around the world, including the United Methodist Church, have developed child care policies 
safe sanctuary policies. The Detroit Annual Conference requires all churches to have a policy and to adhere to it. Our policy begins by saying, Clarkston United Methodist Church is a spiritual community which takes seriously its responsibility to provide a safe and nurturing environment for children, youth, and vulnerable adults who participate in our ministries. And all volunteers and employees who are in leadership roles in these ministries are living out the vows that we take in baptism to nurture our children and our youth in the Christian faith. That means every church member plays a key role in fostering the spiritual development of others here in this family of faith. That's a commitment. And that's a mission for all of us. And the report to the nation from the Commission on Children at Risk called Hardwired to Connect from Dartmouth Medical School, the famous Swiss psychologist Jean Piaget said that the child spontaneously attributes to his parents the perfections and the abilities which he will later transfer to God if his religious education gives him that possibility. My prayer for us all is that we may always be a sanctuary of sacred possibilities that honor God and honor others. Amen.